what do you really have control over? Is it your environment? Is it your thoughts and beliefs? Or perhaps your emotions and feelings? How about your actions? Or perhaps the outcomes you get? Come here. Stay for a moment. And together, let's unpack this and see what we really have control over and what we should focus as much energy and inner power as we can. There's a belief that if you have a great mindset or copy a great mindset or even mimic a great mindset, you will be able to be successful in life. And there's no doubt it will work for some of us. And why is it the case? Because our foundation is usually solid, because our thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, about those around us, about the world at large are very, very strong and very solid. But unfortunately, most of us do not have that luxury just yet. It is possible though, and it's so easy to accomplish. Now, for some of you, you may recall a couple of weeks ago, I talked about this subject, but many of you reached out to me and they said, hey, Constantine, we want more, let's go deeper. And that's what we're doing today. Think about it for a second. When it comes to control, most of us have a desire to control certain elements. Perhaps your children, you want to control their environment so then they can be safe by your definition of safe. You may want to control their future and be like, wow, you need to go to school. You need to go become a doctor or an engineer because that's what brings money. And many of you of different backgrounds will relate to that because you grew up with parents like that, just like myself. And it's not because your parents or caretakers or teachers wanted anything bad for you. It's what they knew, what the society showed them that it's possible. So don't think that we're trying to blame anyone else here, not yourself, not them. It's just the way it is. It doesn't mean that you have to accept the way it is. You can change that. That some of us want to control our environment, right? And when I say environment, I'm talking about your job, people around you, people you hang out with, pretty much everything that's not you is your environment. Your pets, for example. Your children are part of your environment to some degree, right? Also part of your relationships. So what we will be covering today is a deep dive into why we should focus on one aspect of the chain when it comes to controlling it, reframing it, rewiring it, and how you can start doing that. Now, before we jump into that, let me tell you more about myself. For those of you that don't know me yet, I am Constantine Moron, a neuroencoding and transformational growth specialist. My own journey, overcoming a lifelong battle with depression, anxiety, burnout, and the 10 thieves of our dreams, procrastination, hesitation, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of rejection, imposter syndrome, self-loathing, self-doubt, stress, and overwhelm forms a cornerstone of my two plus decades in personal and professional development. The first-hand experience has deeply shaped my approach to empowering others, empowering you. In my diverse career, I've held numerous leadership and change roles within the corporate and coaching worlds, combined with my degree in mathematics and expertise as a licensed neuroencoding specialist, I bring to the table a unique blend of practical life strategies and neuropsychological insights. Having guided countless individuals on similar paths, my mission is simply to empower and guide you on discovering your why, rewiring your brain, and overcoming limiting beliefs to unlock your full potential. As someone who is still on this transformative journey, 
I warmly invite you to join me in this process of growth and self-discovery. You will not regret it. Now, together, let's embark on a beautiful transformative journey to break free from the barriers that hold us back, from the boxes that society put around us, from the boxes we put around ourselves, stepping into a life filled with purpose, fulfillment, abundance, and joy. So let's start with a story from my own life, because that's the life I know best, of how by tackling one aspect of ourselves, you can truly make progress. You won't realize it until it shows up again in your life. And then you're like, wow, I can't believe this happened. Now, before I tell you the story, I want to preface with this because some of you may be like, well, what are you talking about? I mentioned environment. I mentioned thoughts and beliefs. I mentioned feelings and emotions. I mentioned actions and I mentioned outcomes. Those are five things, right? And this is how it goes. So this is my hand here, right? So let's start from here. This is your environment, right? Everything that goes on around you. Now, your environment will do what? Will have an influence on you. But what does it influence usually? First and foremost is your thoughts and beliefs. So you have a belief about yourself, about others, about the world at large because of your environment. Maybe you grew up and you were bullied and you were made to feel less than. Then what happens? You have a belief that you're not good enough. You have a belief that you're ugly, fat, whatever. Now, when you have a belief or a thought, it will trigger an emotion and a feeling or feelings, right? And then from that, you will trigger actions and not taking or not doing anything is also an action. It's just an inaction. And then your outcomes will come right after. So if we put out my hand down here for a second, if I want better outcomes, I need better actions. If I want better actions, I need better emotions and feelings. And if I want better emotions and feelings, I need better thoughts and beliefs, which we talked about is influenced by our environment. And I asked the question at the beginning, what can you control? And the only thing you can really truly control 100% is this one, your thoughts and beliefs. You have some control over your environment, who you hang out with, what job you take, things of that nature. You have some control over your emotions and feelings, but we know that when we are at our lowest, we can't do much. I know when I was depressed and suicidal, it didn't matter how hard I tried to not feel that, I couldn't, right? Because I got too deep. Actions, sure, you can have better mindsets, you can copy some plans from someone else, you might do them for a month or two, but unfortunately, those thoughts and beliefs that will trigger more emotions will eventually overwhelm you and will self-sabotage you, will get you down a path you don't want to go on. And lastly, your actions, sorry, your results, your outcomes well, are based on everything else, right? So that's what I'm talking about here. Now, again, thoughts and beliefs about ourselves, about the world and about others are what we have 100% control over. Some of you may disagree here and that's totally fine. You may think, wow, you're crazy. How if I am who I am. I have my beliefs. I cannot change that. I'm an old person. You know the saying, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. I want to disagree with that because not only I have amazing friends that are dog trainers and they routinely show me how they can teach old dogs new tricks. By some definitions, I'm an old dog. I'm 40 years old. I don't feel old at all. Someone that's 15 might think of me as old. But guess what? I learn new tricks every day because one thing, science, neuroplasticity, your brain's ability to essentially form new pathways, form new beliefs, get rid of 
believe they don't serve it anymore and much more. And you have that power too. I know, I know, I know. You may think it's not possible. Trust me. <laughs> I've been there myself. I also thought that I'm set in my ways. That's who I am. I react. I say things that I shouldn't say. Well, that's who I am. And it's easy to play that card because then if you play that card, you don't have to do anything about it. Once you realize though, that you have the power, that you can change anything, that you can change everything that you do not like about yourself, not about others, about yourself, then you hold the maximum power. Then you're like, wow, I have awareness. I can do this. And now you have a choice. You know, you can change your thoughts and beliefs. I mean, science tells us we can, and so does spirituality. So it doesn't matter which camp you fall in. <laughs> you have both of them telling you, you can do anything you want. You can change anything about yourself and your situation. So now you have the knowledge, which knowledge is power. So what do you do with it? You have, again, two choices. You can do nothing. You can continue. And that's fine. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's whatever you believe is right. And guess what? I was in the spot many times when I had the information, I did nothing for a while. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you know what? Maybe I should look into it. And then of course, the second option is to take that awareness and do something, put it in action. And some are easier said than done. Now back to the story about me, where we really wanted to start this. So you can get an idea of how this works. I'll start with the story and then I'll tell you how old me would react and how new me reacted. A few days ago, I jumped into my fairly new vehicle, a 2023 GMC vehicle, which I'm really, really happy with. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to drive such a vehicle. And I jumped into it. It was a rainy day. In the morning, it was snowing, then freezing rain, then the evening raining. And as I begin driving to go meet some friends, I start hearing water pouring in the car. And I'm like, huh, did I forget to close the sunroof or perhaps the windows? I look around, no, nothing. I can't really tell where the water is coming from. Sure enough, a couple of minutes later, as I get to stop at the stoplight, water starts pouring out of pretty much every orifice in the upper half of the car, through the vents, through my console in the middle of the car. And I was like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Here's a pretty much brand new car, less than 15,000 miles or 30,000 kilometers, under warranty, supposed to be an expensive vehicle, and I'm having this issue. And here's the first thoughts that came to, to mind. Wow. I don't have time to deal with this right now. Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? I'm leading a good life. I'm, I'm, I'm always grateful, appreciative. So those old patterns that I broke some of them up, they were coming up again. But guess what? Here's where I had the power. Because I was aware of the thoughts now, because I've done my work, I've done my exercise, I know how to break patterns. I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't agree with those thoughts. Yes, I mean, it's okay to feel victimized in that moment because why is this happening to you? Why is it always happening to you, depending on how you look at it? Why is it happening now? It's in the middle of the winter. I'm in Canada, all that stuff. Accept that that's, that's okay, but I'm driving. It's Saturday night. I cannot do anything about it. So how about I essentially interrupt my thoughts, replace them with something more positive, reframe the situation, see with those emotions, with those feelings, and then let them go. And that's what I did. I did that, those exercises in my car, and I'll talk about one exercise that I did with you as well, so you can, you can try that. And then I got to my destination 15 minutes later, texted my friends, said, hey, I'll be 10 minutes late to get upstairs. I need to clean my car, because this is what happened very quickly. I had some paper towel in the car. I dried up the car, did one more exercise one last time to let go of those 
thoughts that weren't serving me. And I moved on with the evening. Now, here's the interesting thing. That entire evening, I spent probably four hours with my friends. The thoughts about the car, the situation, how terrible it was, all those things that normally would come up for me did not come up once. Why? Because I intercepted the thoughts and beliefs while they were babies, right? They were beginning to form and forming feelings and emotions. And I intercepted them. I said, no, I don't want you in my field right now. Replace them, reframe them, get rid of them. I didn't allow them to become a big monster and then pretty much run my program. Now, old me, here's, here's what's important. Old me, what would old me do? Perhaps I would literally stop the first time I saw the car, get pissed off, get into these feelings and emotions that would trigger more thoughts and beliefs and then more feelings and emotions where like being the victim is like, I can't believe this is happening to me right now. I have such a busy week. It's Saturday night. I cannot do anything about it. And then blah, 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 blah. And I would go down this path and then I would call people up and then I would pretty much ruin the evening and the rest of the weekend because the next day was Sunday and then possibly the start of the week. Not only that, but that would influence my actions, right? What? I would likely not go to the party or if I went to the party, I'll be pissed off. And then I would tell everyone that would listen the misfortune I had. And then guess what? My actions on Sunday, my actions on Monday would be impacted. Maybe when I went to the dealership on Monday, like I did now, I just had a normal conversation. They're like, yeah, you know what? That's a terrible situation. We'll get fixed. Maybe I would have gotten in more argumentative. Maybe I would have made a big fuss about it. Maybe I would have done certain things because I know myself in the past that I would have regretted. I would have put people down, talked to people like I'm superior or like, oh, this big injustice has to be fixed on the spot. None of that happened. But again, I'm not telling you that to, to, to shame you or tell you that what you're doing is wrong. No, whatever we should do is, is right for us in that moment. I'm just telling you that's old me and new me decided to deal with this this way. And that's the power of going after your thoughts, after your beliefs, when they're babies, so they don't spiral into monsters together with your feelings and emotions and whatnot. And again, this is not something that you can do once or twice and then hope that when something big happens like this in my life, you can be able to deal with it. If you keep practicing it, and I mentioned many times this now, you, you'll know success builds on success. So as you practice it, it's gonna build pretty much a, a muscle, if you may, within you. And your brain is going to go like, yeah, I can do this all the time. Because what happened in the moment, my conscious mind caught up and said, you know what? Those are not the thoughts we want. Your brain caught up. So anyway, <laughs> now that you understand the power of this, and I have countless stories from my life and those that I have the pleasure and gratitude and appreciation to coach and mentor and people in my life of similar situations. And honestly, when I sat with that and I was like, wow how far I've come. I could celebrate myself. I could show myself love. I could give myself grace. I could literally be like, wow, this is actually working. This is, this is for me. So where do we go from here? Couple of things. Let's take a look at one method. And there's many methods where you can interrupt your thoughts and beliefs, replace them with something better and how you can implement this in your life right now. It doesn't take more than 10 seconds at a time. And you can do it a few times a day or as many times as you want. And I promise you within a few days, even within the first day, you realize it's powerful. But within a few days, a week, you'll be like, oh my God, I can't believe I didn't know this. I can't believe they don't teach this in school. I can't believe it took me this long to find this. And I cannot wait to share this with everyone I know.
So it goes something like this, the method. But before I'll tell you about the method, I want to ask you a question. Let's say you're sitting down watching TV and then you remember and you have a thought that you need to go to the kitchen to find a pen and a piece of paper to write a note down as a reminder for your partner, for yourself, for your roommates. So you're like getting up from the couch, you walk to the kitchen, you get there and you look around, it's like, huh, wow, <laughs> what did I come here for? And you scratch your head and you're like, I don't remember. Now tell me, does it happen to you? Everyone I ask this question, do they say, yes, it happens all the time. Now let me tell you something, you're not broken. No, 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 no. That's by design. You see, your brain, in that moment, what happens is that when you physically get yourself up, you create a pattern interrupt. In psychology, essentially, it's called a scotoma. So you create a vacuum in your brain that got filled in by other thoughts or beliefs. So that means you stood up, you did something physical, and you walked away because you stopped thinking about that. It got The vacuum got created, got replaced by something else. So that's why you forgot by the time you got to your destination. Now, keep in mind, this is automatic on autopilot, if you may. So if it, it can be done automatic, that means it can also be done by choice. Oh, okay. So what does it mean? You have a thought come up. You become aware of the thought and belief. And that's the first step. Awareness is half the battle. You become aware of it and you can do a quick check. Is this thought helping me in this moment? Is it a thought that I actually agree with or I want? Let's say a thought comes up after I finish a recording like this. And the thought is like, ah, I can't believe I forgot to mention that. Well, that's not actually a thought I want to entertain because I know that what happens next. If I entertain the thought, I can't believe I forgot to do this, that will turn into an emotion and a feeling of not being good enough, of always being forgetful. And then that could then turn into another thought and belief of how I'm not good enough. And then the cycle repeats and I'll start beating myself up and I go down a path where it's going to be a lot of negativity. So I know that because I know myself and you know you. Okay. So then I want to interrupt this thought. If I'm sitting down because I'm working or maybe I'm in a meeting or somewhere safe where I can essentially remove myself, all I do literally is I physically remove myself from the space. So I stand up, walk away. I create the scotoma, the vacuum. And now I have an opportunity to replace it with better things. But before you replace it, here's what I do. And for those listening, it's about taking a deep breath in and putting a big smile on your face. You see, for those watching, you see my big smile. And I explain in a second why. And then what I do is I celebrate. And what I do is I say, yes, Constantine, pumping my chest. Yes, 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 I get happy. Yes, we caught ourselves. I'm not celebrating anything else. I'm celebrating the fact that I caught a thought or a belief that I don't agree with, that I don't want in my life, and I'm interrupting it. I'm replacing it. And now you have the opportunity to replace it with something else. So what could be a true statement there? Not something that, that's made up, a true statement that's positive. So I forgot to say something. I could look like, wow, but we shared so much important information. We have a chance now to share this new thing. Next time, put it in the comments, put it in the description, you name it. Right? So I'm reframing how I'm looking at the situation, how this is happening for me, not to me. Same as the example with the car. Now, why am I taking a deep breath in? Why am I smiling? Why am I celebrating? Well, if you think about taking a deep breath in, that helps with the reset, right? Because you're bringing in new energy in, essentially, letting go of 
other energy, if you want to think of it away. But also, it forces you to stop and do something. Now, the smiling, the celebration, it will put you momentarily in a good state because when you smile, you cannot also be upset at the same time. Sure, next second or two seconds, you can be upset again. But in the moment, it puts you in a good state and guess what happens? Good hormones get released, like dopamine. And your brain is going to go like, huh, you know what? I like that. Let's do more of it. What's more? Interrupting thought patterns that we don't like. Interrupting belief patterns that we don't like. Oh, right? So that's the exercise. Trust me, it's going to change your life. I, I'm sure it changed my life because I know it and the life of so many people. And pretty much every, every client I've ever had that took this seriously and did it, which is pretty much everyone, has seen amazing results. Now, there are, as I said, many other exercises because in my story, I was driving. Can I literally remove myself? I mean, I could have pulled over where it was safe to pull over, get out of the car, walk a bit, have the same reaction. But there are things you can do well when you can't really remove yourself, right? That taking a deep breath in can work as a reset for some people, right? So you can try that. You can yell, which is what I did in the car, right? So letting, letting out those emotions, letting out everything. And that, that forces a, a shift, right? Because you're like doing something that takes you out of the thought, right? There are many other things. Now, anyway, if you want to have someone in your life that can help you find these thought patterns and these limiting beliefs and help you reframe them and help you change them to positive ones and help you give you more tools like this one I just shared. Well, go find yourself a coach or a mentor, someone like myself. And if you feel a pull to work with me, shoot me an email at constantine at unleashedyself.com. It will be in the description below as well. And let's jump on a complimentary half an hour call. We'll take a look at where you are, where you want to be, and how we can get you there. It's all, all about outcomes. Anyway, back to our beautiful episode. Let's do a quick recap. Your environment impacts your thoughts and beliefs, your emotions and feelings, your actions, and then outcomes. You can control parts in all five categories, but the one category you have full control over is your thoughts and beliefs. So start there. I gave you an exercise on how to do it. And of course, there are other things you can do. Now, one last thing I want to share on this topic is that even though we went from environment to thoughts and beliefs, to emotions and feelings, to actions, to outcomes, every single aspect of this is interconnected. Meaning that as you have a thought or a belief come up, you will trigger an emotion or a feeling it could be good or bad for you, whatever you feel. But then that's almost like a chain reaction, right? So not only will it trigger actions at some point, but it can also trigger more thoughts and beliefs. So for example, if let's say your thought and belief is positive, then you can get into a cycle where you keep building positivity over positivity over positivity. So it's going to get really good. And then you're going to have positive actions. And you're going to have positive outcomes, right? And then it's going to have a positive effect on your environment. But the opposite is true for most of us more often than the example I just gave you with positivity. It's we have a negative thought and belief, triggers some emotion and some feeling that's negative. That goes into a cycle where it's going to make us feel even worse. Well, it's going to make us think even worse thoughts and beliefs, and then it's going to make us feel even worse. And then our actions are going to be impacted. And then our outcomes are clearly going to be impacted, but also going back up, 
your your environment is going to be impacted. Like think about when you go down a negative thought pattern and feeling pattern, how your environment is impacted. I mean, people at work feel you, your partner, your family, your friends feel you, right? Like your environment is impacted by that. So you see how this one piece in the middle here or kind of in the middle is so, so crucial. And remember, we talked about this. It starts with thoughts about yourself, beliefs about yourself. So that's the first step. Then you look at like thoughts and beliefs about others, thoughts and beliefs about the world. And it has a ripple effect. If you tackle this one area of your life, it will transform your life hands down. One of the best things you can ever do for yourself. If you found value in today's episode, I'd be extremely grateful if you could take a moment to subscribe, like, comment, rate, and review Unleash Thyself on YouTube or your preferred podcast platform. Your support helps us grow and reach more people on their unique journeys so they too can transform. This is Constantine Moroon, your companion on this voyage towards empowerment, reminding you that no one, and I mean no one, is more capable and has more knowledge to save you and take you to the next level than you do. Continue the journey to know thyself so you can unleash thyself. And as always, we cannot do it alone. So let's do it together. Thank you.